everybody. Welcome to another episode of Spud Chat. I'm Ryan Barrett. Uh, today, I'm just going to give you a bit of an update on how things are in PEI. Uh, we had our first uh, crop update meeting this morning in Emerald in uh, Central PEI with crop scouts and agronomists and growers. And we're just sort of comparing notes on uh, where things are standing with the crop and then uh, I have a, some other information on uh, from from that meeting as well as some of the other uh, scouting and monitoring information that I can share with you today. Probably we'll do this a few times during the growing season. I know some people uh, like listening to this on on their podcast rather than necessarily reading their emails. So it's just an opportunity to kind of uh, share with you some of the things that's happening uh, with the crop here in PEI. So uh, I'm recording this on uh, Thursday, July the 7th. Yesterday, we had a, a nice steady rain all across the province and pretty much everywhere got uh, somewhere around an inch of rain. Some a little bit more, some a little less. And uh, it's it's really topped things up well. Uh, most, I would say most of the province isn't in any issue with lack of moisture. The It does vary in the last two weeks you know, Western West Prince has probably had, you know, 32 to 35 mil of rain. Uh, whereas uh, there's some places on the South shore and down East that are into 85 and 90 mils of rain. So there's, there is definitely some variability, but generally I would say that there uh, most growers that I talk to are reporting that the crop is in really good shape, emerged quickly, growing quickly, um, making really good progress. There's quite a few fields that are now at row closure, some even that are at flowering, which seems to be a bit ahead of schedule for us here in PEI. Now, there are a few, uh, probably a couple thousand acres that were planted late in June. Um, so some of those are just emerging or, you know, just start, just getting going. And uh, there may be some issues there. I don't know in terms of older seed that was held onto for a while. So we'll just have to see how uh, some of that stuff does. Um, but I haven't been hearing uh, too many issues with emergence so far. Um, where there's been issues with emergence, it's mostly been related to maybe specific varieties or some known seed issues at cutting. or um, So uh, that's largely what has been reported to me and been reported to this office. Um, not hearing very many issues about blackleg, which was more of an issue um, the last couple of years. So that's good to see. From our meeting this morning, we did hear that there's been reports of European corn borer uh, egg masses up in the O'Leary area. So there's some growers up there that are already spraying. They're at the blackhead stage, so it's the right time to spray. Just a reminder, if you are looking for corn borer, the time to spray is when you find the egg masses and they're uh, they got the black uh, the blackhead pimples on them. That's the time to spray. So you'll find them on usually the undersides of of the of the leaves. Uh, right now is a good time to be scouting for them. A lot easier to find them this time of year than in say August. It seems maybe a little bit early for a corn borer this year. Um, I think that's because of a little higher temperatures in May and and maybe the. Uh, Second half of June has probably upped our growing degree days a little bit, and that's probably why we're ahead a little bit on corn borer. Not hearing too many issues with Colorado's. Um, few isolated reports here and there, but nobody that's uh, too terribly worried about Colorado potato beetles. 
Um, did hear about some reports of some really large aphid numbers, um, specifically on grain crops uh, in certain parts of the province, um, like really, really big numbers of aphids. And um, once they're done on grain uh, and then on forages, they can definitely move over to potatoes. Uh, we have also heard of uh, from a few seed producers that are participating in the aphid alert program that the aphid numbers in their traps are a little bit higher than um, maybe this time last year than they would normally see. So definitely all seed producers keep on top of those uh, oil and aphicide programs. Make sure at this time of really rapid growth uh, that you're getting those uh, oils on regularly and uh, and completely and try to make sure that uh, the crops being protected. This is this is the most critical time for potential PVY spread um, through aphids. So uh, definitely important to get those sprays on in a timely manner. This week was also our first week with uh, spore trapping results. So uh, we did our first spornado trap uh, collection on Monday, July 4th. All of our tests came back negative for their, those. Airspore passed along some results uh, from their uh, participating growers uh, to me this week um, for uh, Monday and Tuesday. Uh, again, zero late blight detected, uh, which is great. Um, starting to be a little bit of alternaria uh, starting to show up in spores. Relatively small, um, a little bit higher in West Prince, um, and then uh, just small amounts uh, in the rest of the province. Um, a little bit of botrytis uh, spores showing up in a few places as well, but again, not in very large numbers. Um, we are probably ramping up towards uh, early blight and uh, alternaria, alternata, brown spot, um, come, becoming more of an issue in the next two weeks. So the timing is right, especially for those with susceptible varieties. Um, the timing is right to, uh, to start looking at getting some of those uh, special uh, uh, targeted fungicide sprays on. And, uh, you know, really the timing for that, ideal timing for those first early blight sprays is before row closure to make sure you get maximum coverage on the lower leaves because that's where generally the, the disease sets in and that's where it spreads from and spreads up to the rest of the plant. So, um, yeah, if you're, if you're getting your early blight spray on. Um, ideally here in PEI, I would, you know, try and find one that, uh, that works for multiple uh, pathogens. So targeting early blight and uh, brown spot or early blight and white mold, um, giving covering lots of bases, and then also, uh, you know, getting it on before row closure. Hearing a little bit about um, weeds, uh, we had uh, Dr. Andrew McKenzie Gopsel in uh, this morning uh, at the uh, crop update meeting to talk a little bit about post-emergence weed control. And uh, one of the key things that we talked about was um, making sure that you get those herbicides on immediately after hilling, immediately after you get a hill on, because that's what's uh, going to keep your field as clean as possible for the rest of the year. Pre-emerge uh, herbicide refers to pre weed emergence, not pre-potato emergence, really. So uh, you, you need uh, to get those sprays on very quickly after pilling, or you're going to be battling weeds all year. In terms of post-emerge uh, weed control, 
Um, not a ton of options. Um, we did talk a little bit about uh, grass control with, you know, products like um, Post and Arrow and things like that. Um, we also talked about, uh, you know, using uh, Sencorn Prism. Um, one thing I would mention, if you are using Sencorn Prism, um, you know, read your labels, uh, look at your rates, make sure that you are applying it according to the, the label and uh, it's before flowering. It's advised not to use uh, Prism in the heat of the day uh, and, and when in hot conditions, because that's going to uh, have possibly a phytotoxic effect on the plants. Um, so just something to keep in mind, trying to you know plan your sprays accordingly and uh, make sure the plants are have the opportunity to withstand uh, any of the stress they get from uh, that Sencor prism spray and not set them back too much, but at the same time, do a pretty good job cleaning up those weeds. At the same time, prism has been shown in local research here not to be terribly effective on uh, some weeds, especially like uh, lamb's quarters, especially lamb's quarters that are maybe a little bit further advanced. Um, some of the local uh, monitoring and research has shown uh, not terribly effective, more effective on grasses, those sorts of things. So just kind of keep that in mind too, as you're, as you're looking at your herbicide plans here for the next little while. Looking ahead, the crop is really progressing quickly. So a lot of people will be um, wanting to get out, get the, get roguing done in the, in your seed fields keeping an eye on uh, scouting, uh, looking for uh, pests and diseases, trying to make sure that uh, we give this crop every opportunity to fulfill its potential. The next uh, few days look really promising, uh, look uh, sunny and uh, with good temperatures. So we should be in for a good little stretch here in the first part of July as we uh, move towards tuber initiation in a lot of fields and hopefully uh, we're initiating tubers under uh, moist soil conditions, which hopefully will keep uh, scab to a minimum as well. So uh, all in all, I'd say we're off to a good start uh, for the potato crop here in PEI this year. Uh, a lot similar to last year in a lot of ways. And last year we ended up the season with a great crop. So if we're able to keep, you know, uh, going in the same direction that we're in now with some decent moisture through the summer, uh, hopefully we'll uh, end up with a good crop again uh, this fall. The last couple of days, I've been out meeting with growers as part of uh, a couple of uh, barbecues that were hosted with uh, the Living Labs program. So there was one in Bedeck hosted by the Greens at Greenfield Farm and the East Prince uh, Agri-Environment Association. And then another one uh, hosted yesterday up at the Surrey and Area Wildlife uh, Office in Surrey. And we had a great turnout of growers and agronomists and researchers, um, just having a bit of a social time to interact and chat, but also kind of sharing some preliminary results of some of our projects and also, you know, getting some feedback in terms of, you know, next steps on some of these, some of this research as well. So really good opportunities uh, to interact with growers. And there, it was really great to see good attendance, good to see people out and about again. I am hoping to be able to do some AIM tours uh, later in August. So uh, anybody that's listens to the podcast that's nearby or anybody that's, uh, you know, regularly uh, subscribes to my emails, hopefully I'll have more to share on that in the not too distant future. And uh, we'll have some dates and locations for you for those where we'll likely be uh, 
showcasing some of the work we've been doing through AIM and through Living Labs as maybe some other uh, projects uh, with some of our other uh, partners here in PEI uh, in potato research. So kind of stay tuned for that here in the next little while. So that's it for today on Spud Chat. Kind of a short update episode today just to kind of get everybody up to speed on how things are going. Uh, We'll have a few more episodes uh, coming up in the not too distant future here uh, on on a variety of different topics. Uh, Thanks very much for listening and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.